Oh, we're live. We're live. Welcome back to another episode of the Retro Time Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. With uh, with who are you, Derek? I'm Derek. And Jeremy. It's hard. It's hard for me to remember. Something. Yeah, I don't even know. I haven't getting much sleep. Me neither. This week. I don't know what it is. My kids haven't really been um, like keeping me up or anything. I just I haven't been sleeping. I don't know. I'll why. be honest with you. You know what I've been doing? What? Staying up real late. Yeah. Watching basketball. Of course. And then I play the basketball game as the two the teams, teams <laughs> if they lose and I play and I make them win I make them win I love it so if it was like the Pelicans versus like the Nets you yeah. you like the Pelicans oh yeah that. but the Pelicans always win they always win always win of course yeah, they yeah, do yeah. lots of dunks yeah Zion that's yep. my impression of yeah. him not airballing it's not like an airball it's that, supposed to be it's a, that was a swish speaking a swoosh. of speaking of airballs <laughs> <laughs> let's get into our topic <laughs> So we got a good topic. Derek, lay it on me. What are we what are we talking about today? So today we're going to talk about a topic called imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. So give yeah. us a little All right. Look, so look imposter nervous. syndrome. I'm sure anybody listening to this, most people listening to this have probably experienced this. This is one of those things where you get in a room with a really a bunch of really smart people. You get a job. Maybe this is like your first job out of college. And everybody's talking about stuff and, you know, if you want to use an example, let's use like UX design. People are in there throwing around big buzzwords like design thinking and design sprints and, you know, empathy and ethnographic research and all this stuff. And you're just what like, what the heck is that? What the? I'm like, oh, yeah, that. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, I always, yeah, we used to do that in school. And, and you realize, like, you, you, you think, like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing here. How did I get this job? What is going on? Who hired me? I don't belong. <laughs> I don't belong. Yeah. So it's it's actually a real thing, and it it could it can really be like a debilitating thing, and to me, um, I, I found that this happens to a lot of people. You talk to a lot of people, and 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 they they seem to have the same problem. Um, in this industry as well, that uh, Jeremy and I are in software, uh, we see it a lot. Um, we ha- we notice too it happens a lot more with uh, folks who deal with knowledge work. Mm-hmm. Um, than deal with other kinds of things. I'm sure it happens in other industries, yeah. but uh, it's well, it's really interesting because you, you you brought up the the topic like uh, basketball, right? Yeah. Like when you're new, you're like a rookie. Like it's clear that you aren't as good as somebody else on the court, right? <laughs> right. Like you, you can't you can't. I don't even know basketball terms. Like you can't shoot. Is that a word? Is that a thing? Do you do in basketball? You can't double dribble. You can't. <laughs> you can't uh, between the legs. You can't. Um, make you can't hoop right. Baskets is, is shoot baskets. You're is that a thing great. you do in basketball? You're doing great. You're um, great, champ. You can't hit the field goals. Isn't that a thing? That's actually a thing. In, <laughs> it is a thing. It is a yeah, thing. Yeah. It's confusing because yeah. it's also a thing in soccer. It is. And it's a thing in football. It is. I don't. I don't understand it. Sports confuse me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's a kind of. It's like different. But when you're talking about things that are more. Um, you know, mental. Nebulous things. Nebulous, things sure. You, you don't know picture. what you don't know, and you don't know what you don't know, so you don't know that you know more than you think you know, or you know, right? Does that make sense? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but no, when you don't know what you don't know, you don't know how much you actually know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like a percentage of things. It's difficult to gauge your knowledge in, the, in, the, in, a, in a group of other people who aren't telling you exactly how much they yeah. know yeah. all the time. Yeah. Now, it's interesting because your background plays a lot into this. Like my personal experience, for instance, I did not go to like a fancy design school. I, I did not um, get any fancy internships. 
I didn't go to New York and study design. Well, that explains it. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, like, I didn't have all this, like, background that a lot of other people do. Everything I learned how to do, I pretty much, like, taught myself, right? Okay. And that's for better or worse. Like, I didn't have a really great mentor to teach me design, right? I learned from, like, literally reading books and websites and, and kind of mimicking what I saw. Yeah. And so, um, when you know, I, I ended up eventually getting a, a degree um, from a school, but it wasn't like a big fancy school or anything. But um, I didn't have that big pedigree that a lot of designers have. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the big buzzwords, and I didn't do all this stuff. I, everything I've learned, I've kind of learned on my own. And so, for me, going into an environment where other people had that was very intimidating. Interesting. Very intimidating. And I was just thinking to myself a lot, Oh God, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what that is. What is that word? And I would have to Google stuff like on the side, like hope people don't see me, like empathy, ethnographic <laughs> research, you know, like well, those kinds of things to kind of figure it out. Um, and and then I realized like, oh wait, that's just a big fancy word for watching people do things. Of course, that's what I do, you know. Um, but you know, hearing those big terms and not knowing the terms and things like that, mm. kind of I think sparked that. Um, that imposter syndrome in my head and got, got me like really nervous that, Oh my God, I don't belong here. I don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know? And it took me a long time to get past that. It's funny. It's, uh, we were talking earlier about how it's different from things like sports. I've heard before that people go into their first year of, you know, the NBA or the NFL with a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Hey, I may not have been the best in college, but wait till you see me in the NFL. Oh yeah. Of you course. know what I mean? <laughs> and they come in with this chip on their shoulder, but it gives them confidence. Mm-hmm. That's the, it's sort of like the opposite of what I've seen mm, happens in this industry where people come in, they don't have a chip on their shoulder. They don't, if they come from a, a small school, they're actually intimidated by the folks from Harvard or whatever. Right. Um, as opposed to thinking they have a say as well. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of interesting. Yeah. But then you start to realize um, that as you work with people, the people that went to the big fancy schools learned just as little as you did in school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And so like all the stuff that you learn, you actually learn when you're doing the work on the job. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's how do you get the good stuff they learned Yeah, sure. from them and how do they get the stuff that you picked yeah. up as well? And some of the things that honestly, some of the humble, uh, humbleness mm-hmm. that comes from the syndrome, um, is nice to rub off on some of those overly confident people as yeah. well. Yeah. So, they, they so that's interesting. So you that. had, do you have any experience with, like when you came out of school? I don't know. Did you have a... I did, yeah. So when I came out of school, um, I actually had the opposite problem. Where <laughs> I went to, um, I didn't go to like a fancy school or anything, but when I got my first job, I thought, oh, this is going to be no big deal. Yeah. I've written software before. I go in, it's mountains of code that I didn't understand, a language that I was barely familiar with, I go and I start coding, and I'm coding all day long. At the time, I was listening to the entirety of uh, the last, or maybe it was the second to last Harry Potter book. <laughs> all right, so like, so like I'm listening to the book, coding along. I'm throwing in orcs. I'm throwing <laughs> in, I'm throwing in hobbits in the code, like hobbit equals whatever. Um, no, but the uh, it was really intimidating for me because I didn't realize that I actually know so little mm-hmm. and I was trying to start where everyone else was. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that, oh wait, I need to take a step back and go back to where I really am yeah. and start there, yeah. I started to find myself feeling more confident, getting better at what I did, yeah. much faster than everyone else too. And, they, and a lot of times going back, 
I've heard math professors sometimes will go back and read their old math books to make sure their their ideas aren't going way off. And mm, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So okay, so you went back. So you sort of like went, when you say go, go back, like you mean meaning like say uh, uh, the like fundamentals. Fundamentals. Of, okay. Yeah. Fundamentals of like my programming language yeah. that I was learning. Java is what yeah. it was. Um, fundamental. Like, how does this really work? Okay. You well, know, what, well, I'm curious. What made you realize that? Was there an, a time that you said? You're like, Wait it was a like second. a very stressful release. I couldn't finish my work on time. I couldn't get anything done. And whenever I'd finish something, it'd go to QA and they'd come back to me and tell me like, there are a hundred bugs. Oh, God. This. Do you realize that you don't, you, you, <laughs> what are you doing here? Like, and it wouldn't be mean to me, but I get that sense. So for me, the imposter syndrome was like baked into being introduced into an environment mm. where I didn't have, I was expected to do more than I was capable of. Yeah. And that's interesting. You know? Yeah. One of the other re- things I, I think a lot of times uh, with with our industry with software um, technology changes so much. Yeah. Like every week, there's like a new a new thing or a new theory or a new process. So like with you know new software, mm-hmm. um, you know new language, new front end environment or something comes out, and um, it's easy to kind of fall behind, you know, and not be up to date with all those things. Oh yeah, big time. And, and I feel like maybe in our industry more than others. That's a possibility. I don't know. I don't know what like healthcare is like. I'm sure being a doctor is very similar. There's a lot of new theories coming out and things like that, and it's easy to kind of fall behind. Is that is that is that imposter syndrome though? I don't know if that's the thing about it, the, so thing much. Is, the thing about our industry though is it's very young. Yeah, medicine is is an old profession, mm-hmm. and they figured out ways to ensure that new ideas get into doctors' heads, even if they don't want to accept it. At least gets to them. Mm-hmm. We are on our own. Yeah. It's the Wild West. You want to learn a new framework, you got to go and do it yourself. Right. There's no, there's no like, I mean, I'm sure there's some software developers like Union yeah. or, you know, like, we don't sign a, a software acratics oath right. when we start. You know, like, my software will not be, <laughs> have a bunch of a bunch garbage. Of yeah, at least bugs. not intentional. Yeah. Um, well, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I found, like, as I was working, um, was I real? I started to realize that I actually knew what I was doing when I would hear other people talking about things, and I that sounded I, like I don't know really confident about what they thought. Mm. And I'm like, wait, that just doesn't sound right. That isn't what I. That isn't that isn't correct. Or I don't. Are you sure? That's correct. Like ah, you know. But they sound so confident, and they're yeah. they're so confident. Like I, I must be wrong. Yeah. Um, but once you start to to realize that. Um, that you're actually right and they're actually wrong and they're just confident about it you can start to kind of change your mindset a little bit and realize that um you know wait a second i'm i'm actually pretty good at this i'm i'm actually better than i thought you know it takes it takes a little while maybe it just clicks for some people maybe it's like just somebody has to come around and boost your confidence a little maybe it's like a, an older mentor or something you have you're like no you're actually you got it you keep doing that keep doing that you know yeah, it's interesting because if, if like you whoever's listening to this, all you wonderful people out there, um, if you're having a feeling where you either work, you either are someone who has is feeling this way, or you or you are a manager of someone that feels this way, you need that opportunity to express what you know. Mm-hmm. Teaching is the best way to overcome yeah, this problem. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. teach someone something, you'll immediately figure out what you know and don't know. Mm-hmm. 
give someone an opportunity to teach go teach someone something and yeah. especially if you don't know it you don't feel like you know it well yeah you'll realize very quickly what you do and don't know yeah. and you'll fill those gaps that's interesting yeah so that's something that um that i found just like in general even like when i was in high school or college and it was something completely different like history or economics or something yeah like reviewing it with someone else like mm-hmm. ca- catching someone else up to speed mm-hmm. Uh, helped me to understand things that I uh, didn't know or did know a little mm. bit better. You know, really? I learned it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, um, teaching other people things helps you to learn those things. Mm-hmm. So that's a good that's a good point. I actually hadn't thought of that until just now. Um, but yeah, so so uh, validating with others that's something that I think is a good point. Um, but breaking down the really complex things, mm. right, yeah. into just smaller things. That's that's so that's where that's where we get stuck a lot. So yeah. we, we come up with a get in a situation and I've been here before, you know. You you join a new project like I did in my first project. I looked at it as one big complex problem mm-hmm. to solve. This software needs me I need to go write software to get this, you know, whatever it was I was doing out. Mm-hmm. And really it was a lot of little problems that if I'd have addressed each one individually, I would have been able to like blow everyone out of the water because I would have been able to solve actual problems instead of this impossible complex monster oh yeah well that's um, even like just going back to you know you feel like you don't know what you're talking about right, Is right. Imp- you feel like an imposter like, why do you feel like an imposter is it that like you feel like other people just are no more than you that doesn't necessarily mean you don't know anything maybe mm-hmm. they're just more experienced maybe they've been working this longer maybe they're willing to help you but going back and like learning and reviewing, like you said, the fundamentals, mm. you said, wait, I do know that. And I do know that other thing. Yeah. And I do know that thing. Oh, wait, I know this. I belong here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Me go. too. Let's go do some ethnographic research. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point. And, and, and going back and, um, and just reviewing those fundamentals, like you mentioned before, going yeah. back and rereading, you know, old, like, just things you, you've read in the past, just reading them again. Validate those don't things. be sure you really know anything fully um, without verifying it. Mm-hmm. If you do that, you're going to go down the wrong road of being one of those extremely confident knuckleheads. Oh, watch out. You yeah. don't want to be that. You, you don't, don't want to be, be that. Confident Everybody thinking to themselves, knucklehead. like, wait a second. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, Who's this knucklehead right. talking about something he doesn't know what he's talking about? So yeah. that's interesting because you mentioned that. Um, I, I think like to me, um, even when you don't know something and you start to realize that you do know what you know, you do know that you know these things, mm-hmm. you you got to be humble with it. You know, you can't be like a jerk about it, right? No, um, and, and it's one of those funny things too. You can teach someone how to, maybe teach someone is the wrong way to say it. If you don't want people to feel the way you did or the way you do humbly and you, you start to get that confidence, um, you being humble yourself mm-hmm. in what you know and don't know, not yeah. being incredibly confident around those other people who are feeling like are right. new to your team or don't yeah. know anything. The other thing, too, is ethnographic research. Your audience, like the people you're working with, your expectation of what they know and don't know um, maybe beyond what they really know so they may not know what ethnographic research means starting the conversation with uh all right today we're going to talk about um who's been doing ethnographic research oh by the way in case you know anybody knows it's a silly word for (laughs) 
talking to people yeah, and yeah. writing stuff down and whatever it is you know uh, I know it's more complicated than that sure. I'm, uh, I'm, like, I'm like Derek I'm like Derek please just let me handle this I got this <laughs> I got this <laughs> No, um, I, that's a good point. Um, I, I think that's good. I actually, one of the things that, um, it, it's interesting because I don't know that I, I overcame my imposter syndrome on my own. You know, I don't know that I ever would have come up, come out of it on my own without other people. That's true. Working with other people, you know? And I think, you know, we talked about this before, but working in like a startup and stuff. Yeah. On my own, being the only person, that never, it didn't help. It never helped me. Interesting. You know, because like, I didn't really have anyone to validate the things that I was doing was correct or incorrect. So what did? What, what it was wasn't it? until I started working with larger teams and other designers oh, okay. where I started to get more confident Interesting. in playing ideas. And I actually had a, um, a mentor um, who I, we used to have you know, regular one-on-ones and stuff. And he ended up leaving the team. And before he left, one of the things he told me, and, and this helped me like quite a bit, and this was only like a few years ago, to be honest. Mm. I've been doing this for so long. This was only a few years ago. But he's like, you know, I've worked with a lot of designers, and you know so much more than so many people. He's like, you just have to be confident. Like, when you talk to people, you know more about this than anybody else in the room. So you're saying you need people to kind of give you that confidence to, to kind of take you out of that rut. Yeah, that, well, that's what helped me. Cause I, even you know, t- thinking like, back, that's probably what helped me too. I've had people tell me, look, I'm going to bring you into this meeting. I know you know yeah. what is you need to talk about yeah. here. Go and knock them yeah. dead, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. That's know? true. Yeah, so, like, so because of that now, whenever I talk with other people, maybe junior designers I work with or something, like I, I make an effort to try to boost up their confidence. And not not to say I, I, I do it where like if it's wrong. If like they don't actually know this thing, I'm mm. not gonna push them in the yeah. You know, probably like, I know you know this. When we talk about this in this meeting, I want you to present it. Like I want you to be the one to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't mm. this is not my job. It's like you came up with this idea, you sell it. You know? And yeah. maybe they won't do it well the first time. Maybe they'll fail. Maybe they'll like they'll say um and, and like a whole bunch and it'll be, you know, terrible, but at least they'll get some practice. You know, yeah. and so trying to push them a little bit, trying to prod them, because I feel like that helped me quite a bit. Oh, okay. And changing, you know, because you start when you, you have people in general, they get confidence when they see results, right? That's true. But yeah. it's hard to see results if you don't put people in the in in the position to see results. Yeah, if you just you know leave I mean? them all the time in whatever, right. just you know, keep working on your project, keep working yeah. on your project. I'm not going to give you any feedback. Doing right. things and actually getting like being out there, giving a presentation or whatever, like that's mm-hmm. that's real. That's real. It's yeah. real feedback or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's something that helped me out quite a bit. And to be honest, I, I'm not sure that I would had the confidence I do today had we not had that conversation, which is, you know, maybe kind of sad. <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because, like, I feel like I've been in situations where I failed. I got a presentation to do. I got so nervous. After the presentation, I'm like, oh, my God, what did I say? How many times did I say pickle? Mm. What was that analogy about the duck? <laughs> Why is there a duck involved? Oh my was god! Was the wait, question was the was the the pickle spicy or was it? Sweet? <laughs> Great question. Sweet, sweet pickle. Uh, we'll ask, we'll ask our <laughs> listeners to uh, chime in on that. <laughs> leave um, a comment. Leave a comment. Yeah, right. you <laughs> leave a comment where you listen to Pond. I don't think you can. <laughs> you can. Just just say it out loud. We'll hear. Oh, you. you can leave a review in the yeah, review. Five if you see, review. If you see us yeah, on the street, a, let if us know. If you see us on the street, stop and ask um, Derek how his pickle was. Yeah. All right. Derek, how's your pickle? Don't do that. Real sweet pickle. We're gonna get taken off the air. Um, so, yeah, so it's funny, um, one thing that 
is you, you'll notice we keep talking about this as a syndrome, as a problem. Uh, I've noticed in the many years of dealing with this that the best people I've ever met, I've ever worked with, mm-hmm. I've ever been friends with, have had this problem. Yeah. You are probably one of those people. Yeah. If I yeah, met you, yeah. Well, I'm not talking about <laughs> if you. If we had met, I'm not talking. I'm, I'm talking. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> hey, you. Hey, thanks, Derek. And I said probably. I'm looking right at him. I'm talking to the audience. I'm looking right oh, at you. Look, you looked me in the eye. I thought you were talking to me. Yeah. Well, that's mm. <laughs> this whole new setup we have is making this more awkward. <laughs> no. Um. So the the best people that I've worked with have had this problem, and maybe it's in us not talking specifically about it, but working together to get through it, giving each other encouragement has given us, you know, uh, the people I've worked with and me on uh, the ability to get through it. You know? Yeah, well, it's funny. You just mentioned, you just said this problem. And I'm just thinking, I'm wondering, is this a problem? Maybe it isn't or a problem. Or is, is this just a stage in your development mm-hmm. as a, a professional, whatever that is? Stage, like, a phase. A phase in your, in your uh, or a stage. Like it's you stage, go through yeah. stage one, so, you know, whatever. So you progress through your career. And I'm wondering if is this this isn't a problem. Maybe it is a problem. It's something I don't know. Maybe it's a problem if it persists for too long. But you know, I don't know. Is it is it more of a problem if you go into a new scenario in a new environment where you are like the newest person on there and you you think you know more than everybody else? To me, that's like more of a problem. Like you mentioned, you'll never like, grow. Well, you said. Be... Well, even so, you said um, the, the best people you've ever worked with. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just because they were the best at what they do. It's probably because. They were the easiest to work with, the easiest to get along with, right. the easiest to like pass ideas off of and, and collaborate with. Yep. And if you if you come in thinking you know more than like everybody else, you're probably not going to be very <laughs> you're easy. Probably to work. not going to be that guy. <laughs> no. That but um, I guess the problem yeah. though is like if you if it sticks around too long, if you've been doing this for like ten years and you still think you don't know what you're doing. That is a good point. It's not a problem. It's a stage. Yeah. And if you're in that stage. How do you get to the next stage? And you know, it's interesting too. We talked about it. If you're in an industry where it changes a lot, mm-hmm. you may dip back into that stage as you yeah. you go go from project to project or whatever. But it's not something you can't work yourself out of by starting small, breaking down the complex yeah. problem into small pieces, learning from the beginning. I call it starting at the start. Whenever I go into a oh, new yeah, thing, okay. and like, cause like you know, I have a lot of big initiatives that I'm working on and I see people trying to avoid reading page one of the instructions, the getting started page. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's most like, men do they just throw that away. Uh, like, yeah, oh, who needs I, this? Uh, I got yeah, this. everything in my house is burnt because of that. Uh, <laughs> or oh, it's oh, crooked. Everything is everything's crooked, yeah. <laughs> Why do I need to drill <laughs> yeah, a hole need, in I the wall? I don't need this. Who I don't need this? a drill. Just screw it in, cracked wood. Um so yeah the uh yeah so starting at the start I like that. Well, you know, you mentioned this too, like it goes in phases. Like to me, you know, I don't know. I've I've been doing this for a while and I feel like I'm starting to get to the point where like, I I don't know how much more I can uh, like contribute. Like, is it, is it about time to let like the next generation come in (laughs) and let them start doing all this stuff and I can just like help mentor them a little bit and, and like I can learn from them. You know, like, am I the one to do all the work, like all that stuff? Or like, do I let the next team or the next phase come in, the next generation, I guess, come in and, and a new and, set of and, imposters. And, yeah. A new set of imposters and teach them that they know what they're doing. Yeah. Hey, keep your chin up, kids. You know what you're doing. <laughs> so I don't know. I, um, 
I struggle with that quite a bit. And I feel like it didn't really, I didn't really realize that I knew what I was doing until I got to the point where I had other people around me to kind of help, not, not to say like prove that I knew what I was doing, but just like validate that I knew what I was doing and we could validate each other. Yeah, you know, it's a lot of that is so it's yeah, it's being validated. Yeah, it was like, really yeah. hard for me to do that like on my own. Like, yeah. I I wonder like how people that like have long careers doing just freelance work, or just doing consulting work where they might just come in as a consultant one off like on contract basis, you know. Sure. I wonder how that is for them. Like, how do they get out of that rut? I guess people keep paying them, and Every they just project's keep... <laughs> probably a brand new thing. Well, you probably have yeah. to get through those phases quicker. So yeah, you go yeah. into it knowing that you're not going to know anything yeah. about the project. You got to go in, and you're ex- you're expected to yeah. have some sense of well, you know, authority. When you know? I was in college, um, I was going to LSU for economics, and I was in a band. And um, this is actually how I got started in in design and development and stuff. Oh, really? I was going to school for economics. This is actually a pretty good story. And um, I work with uh, I, I was in the band with this guy, who insisted on doing the whole website with just like in a notepad. Like he used literally the, the 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 app Notepad on his computer. Um, he did it all in F- FTP. He would open up the file in FTP, type in in a like a white just black and white text all the HTML and all the core, CSS. Man. It's hardcore. Okay, and he, he I don't think he used JavaScript. He used some other like back end language to store all this stuff. Anyway, when um, we ended up like getting in a fight, and he quit the band. Oh no! And someone was like, "Well, who's gonna do the website now?" And I was like, uh, I guess I could try. I don't know. It seems interesting. And that's how I learned like HTML and CSS and stuff, right? So I had no idea what I was doing. I just kind of taught myself. I looked up some stuff. Like Google, I guess Google was around. It was like 2002 or yeah. three. So Google was around. So I was like figuring my out coach, how to, yeah, yeah. I was searches. using Alexa, I think. Or no, not Alexa. That's a new thing. What is it? 37. I don't know, whatever it was. Anyway. search engines. One search. So I bought a bunch of books on HTML and CSS and all that. And I, learned, I taught myself. And what I eventually started to do, all my friends needed, uh, and bands needed websites. And so I was like, I could charge for this. So I started charging them like $200 and a six pack of beer to do their website. And that's like how I kind of got, I guess that was like the first phase of validity. Like I knew what I was doing, but I, I didn't really, like if, if I went and talked to somebody in a band, mm. you know, I'd be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. But then if I found someone like in the design school and talked to them about design, I'd be like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm, I'm doing. I'm only a designer. <laughs> yeah, but what I found, You guys are studying yeah, design. Right. But, um, you know, I would like, at the time, I, I would mimic what I saw. Yeah. And so all my websites looked like other people's websites. Yeah. You know, but I, I learned, like, what worked and what didn't. And, and I kind of got a feel for, um, you, you know. got your hands dirty. I got my hands dirty, but I got a feel for what things, what, you know, what fonts went with other fonts and topography. And if you look back, I'm going to do, like... Oh my! It was like the ugliest, worst. I wish like some. I wish I had the PSD files for some of these old websites I did. They were so awful, but um, I did make like two hundred dollars at you least. Did. I made at least at like two hundred dollars. And bucks. that beer. Yeah, and the beer. I have the six pack of beer too. So, um, but that took like time for me to like learn and validate. And it wasn't until I started like. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm trying to think like how I got like up. You know, you know, it's just always working with new people. And as I work with other people, I actually what happened then is I, I was in a band another band and um, the guitar player, uh, Kevin, awesome designer, super talented dude. He actually moved to Chicago and he works for like a big uh, big um, uh, 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 advertising agency now. He's like a oh, creative director. Okay. But he and I started, and he kind of pushed me up quite a bit. He was like, dude, you know what you're doing? He's like, yeah, let's get out there. He's like, let's go sell website for a thousand dollars. And I was like, what? So we started our own like freelance company called Oh My Graphics, OMG. 
our little OMG exclamation point was Fantastic. our logo. Fantastic. And we, dude, we would sell like actual companies and we got like architecture firms. We got, like we did the, the website for a Better Than Ezra Foundation and we did like Fudge Recording Studio, like the, the basis for Better Than Ezra. And we did their website, you know. And, um, Personal Better this Than is Ezra. Like, yeah, so but website. it's funny, I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm thinking out loud. I'm thinking like how I got out of that rut. Yeah. And every, it was like every phase, every step I got. And then I got into UX design and I didn't know a damn thing about UX design, you know, other yeah. than like all the Google apps and Apple apps I used. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that app is better than that app. And I did the same thing and I would mimic. Maybe that's how you get out of it. You just like do what works. You know, it's funny because when I felt really lost at some point in my career, imposter syndrome was really sinking in. I started to mimic the person on my team that I thought was the best. Mm -hmm. I mimicked what they did. Yeah. I would like watch him write emails and be like, he says thanks at the end of his emails. <laughs> I'm going to write thanks too. And after a while, I started to realize that like, wow, that's why they're so effective. But they're doing all this other stuff that I don't like. That's stupid. Yeah. But you're actually thinking about what you do. You're, you're, you're a process. Yeah. That's really interesting. Mimicking people can actually affect... Yeah. That as well. The good people, though, not the only, bad. only the yeah, good. Don't not mimic the, the bad ones. Not the knuckleheads. N mimic the good ones, yeah. and that'll that'll get you out of there. Um, so, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, I don't know. Learning, constantly learning. Read books. Breaking things down. Start. Small. What did you say? Start, start from start. the start. Start from yeah. the start. It's my Breaking it down. Um, I don't know if uh, have you. Okay, here's a good question. Yeah. Math. Sure. Okay, you got the old way. The old. You got to learn. You can, well, you're learning like I don't know. Uh, differential equations, diffy Q stuff. Yeah. You're an electrical engineer, and you go back, and you're like, I can't figure, I can't figure this out. I, I was always so I had, I, had this go back, like, I was always slow at doing very basic math. I can't. I'm terrible at doing tips. <laughs> I write the tip down. I'm carrying the one. Dude, I'm a designer. <laughs> like, you're probably better than like, me. Someone's like, what's one plus one? I'm like, blue. Ooh. <laughs> So I'm with my daughter in the car the other day, taking her to school, and she's explaining to me how to add two numbers together. And I was like, I was, it was like 47 plus 23 or something like that. And I was like, that's easy. You double, you know, you like carry the one. She was like, no, dummy. <laughs> you break it down to tens and then you add the remainder at the end. And I'm Wait, like, hold on, what? I'm yeah, like, dude. So, so wait, 47, 47 plus 23. Okay. What's 47 plus 20? 47 plus 20. Uh, uh, 47, you're putting me on the spot. 47 plus 20 is 67. Right? Yeah. What's 67 plus 3? Uh, 70. Is that oh, quick? oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so instead of trying to do you like. You just remove the four, last okay, one. Okay, so instead of saying like 47, 0, 1, 50. You just remove oh. the last one or all the tens go away. Hold on, is this new map? Yes, dude. And I was oh. like. What See, is I would like if I, if I went back, what, what grade is your daughter in now? First. First grade, right? She's if I went back to first grade, I would have imposter syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in class like, what are you kids doing? Oh, my God. So Wait a second. Hold on. What do you, what, when do we get nap? That's what I would be like. I'm just, I can't wait till nap. I don't know yeah, what I'm I doing. Still, do you do use, nap in first grade? I don't, you don't nap. You don't nap. You my don't kids nap. are pre-K still, and they don't yeah, nap. They, no, they do nap. They nap. They're not going to nap. I hope they Kindergarten and nap. I'm trying to think, did I nap in kindergarten? It was a good rest in kindergarten. I don't remember. I yeah, okay. Anyway. Well, I think it's normally at the end of these uh, sessions, and it was a great conversation. Thank you, Jeremy. For, hey, man. Uh, uh, I, was just, I was just sitting here. We just walked in. We had all this stuff set up. I know. Um, and um, I had this new this new light, that light, this light. I got those, the dead cat. Remember the dead cat? Oh, it's a fluffy old dead cat. Um, yeah, but, so hey, uh, listen, this is what we need you guys to do. Yeah. 
uh, guys and, and girls, women, uh, men and women, our <laughs> listeners. It's weird. Um, what are you I saying? need you to go to retrotimepodcast.com. I need you to click on those little links. Yeah. Wherever you listen, I need you to like and subscribe. And then I want you to go to Facebook, Retrotime Podcast, Facebook.com slash Retrotime Podcast. Like. I want you to go to Twitter.com slash Retrotime Pod, because Retrotime Podcast was too long for the Twitter URL. <laughs> we finally got that. Retrotime Pod. Tweet at us. Let us know what you think. Are you yeah. enjoying this stuff? Ask us questions. Yeah. You also, wanna, and also, what topics do you want us to talk about? That's you know? true. Yeah. And check it out, RetrotimePodcast.com. We got our uh, little newsletter sign up on there. Hook us up. You could email us, hello at RetrotimePodcast.com. So, one final thing. Normally, we end this with our theme song um, created by my good buddy, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good song. I love that song. It's a good song. That. However, today, just, just thought of this. We're going to go out with a little better, better than Ezra. Oh, Cover. Geez. Oh, God. Immediately. Uh, do, we right. have, do we have a license for that? Do we have to pay for that? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> so you start, and then I'll come in, because I don't know how the song goes. Better Wait, than Ezra. I don't know any better than Ezra's Yes, you do. You were their personal website. That doesn't website. mean I listen to them. I don't, I don't, honestly, dude, I couldn't tell you a single better than Ezra song. I'm sorry. I know they're New Orleans. Everybody loves it's them here. It's just... been great, everyone. <laughs> uh, retro time with Derek next week. Oh, I'm out. I'm out, guys. It, it's Take all, it easy. Oh, it's all, all downhill right. from here. All right. See you next time. Both of us never tiring, desperately wanting.